Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I got a question for you. Uh, and this word does, I, I, I got something to say that it, it, I need to know that you're listening today. How many, if you're listening, lift your hand. All right, you're going to listen to me today? All right, okay. Because I got something to say. Because there's a lot of times that people show up and they don't listen. They just don't listen. And, and it's, it's, you know, I, and I realized that um, not everybody has ears to hear. Okay? That's just the nature of the beast of humanity. But let me ask you this. How many got up this morning and worried whether or not gravity would be there for you? Anybody? Have any concern at all? When you got out of bed, you might have floated away? It's pretty constant, isn't it? It's, there, are, there are natural laws that rule our natural world. Gravity happens to be one of them that we ought to be very thankful for, unless you're falling off a ladder or something. Right? How many of you experienced the ill effects of gravity? Some of you... It's pulling at us. <laughs> right? The ill effects of it. But the idea, and you understand, it, you never have to worry about that. Well, I'm going to tell you there are truths in, in the kingdom of God that are just as absolutely concrete and more stable than the laws that rule our natural world. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life today. If you can connect with the unchanging spiritual laws, the great thing about the kingdom of God is he is the same. They don't change. I realize our lives can be turned upside down, but the hope that we have and the security that's in Christ is that he never changes. And there ought to be in our lives and a life of faith that absolute confidence and just of the unchanging nature of God that he's going to be there regardless what it might look like. Because those that believe in that, he shows up all the time. But there are some people that live in fear constantly. Every ache, every muscle ache is some, some disease that's going to overtake you. You know, every time uh, a car breaks down or something, oh, you're going to be in financial uh, devastation. You know, whatever it is, you know, the world's going to fall apart. Well, the world's been falling apart since Adam ate of the tree. But you know what happens? God in his kingdom, he puts things together in your life. And it, the, what, I'm, what I'm preaching about, to, Joe, no, what I'm exhorting, because I haven't started preaching, what I'm exhorting is there ought to be a stability and a security in the life of those that name the name of Jesus regardless what's going on around you. Why? Because he is. He exists. And man, is he good. And so, anyway, you're not worried about gravity? Anybody here worried about gravity? No. All right. I'm going to tell you what, there are spiritual laws that are more secure than that. And what you need to do is learn those. Too many times, 
our pursuit of God is to make our natural world better. And that doesn't always happen. Our pursuit of God is he, he lives in an entirely different kingdom. And so, um, so there's that. Listen, here, here's the deal. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. And I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as I've preached over the years, many, many years, you know, people have gotten different, varying messages as far as, and they've taken it, it just, let me say it, it grieves me when uh, I could think somebody that's been here for a while just doesn't get it. Okay, it's like, and, and I, I got to examine myself and say, Lord, am I, you know, am I like uh, that grandfather who's always doting on their grandchildren and never really w willing to get, you know, whoop them when they need it? <laughs> Not Warren was here, in case you didn't know. Uh, my, he's my five-year-old grandson. And I'm telling you what, I will do anything. Bob, Bob, he's got a list every day. What are we going to do? You tell me what we're doing. Well, we're driving the four-wheeler, the green one, then the blue one, then the tractor, then, the, then get in the truck, and I want to get in the trailer. And man, I, I have such a limited time with him, he gets everything. Except when I found out he kicked grandma. It's like, okay. But we're, we're going to love life until you need to be disciplined. All right. And and there's a time, and it's not that I don't I love him any less at all. But discipline is is the desire of him to be healthy, right? It's not for him to have everything he wants all the time. Thank God they're gone. The the ice cream that I've eaten over the past two weeks, whatever he wanted. But there is a reality that there is a point in a time when I had to pull him in my side and I said, what did you do? And, and man, the look on his face. And I said, dude, that does not fly here. You know, and I, I did the grandpa thing and, and, uh, and it all worked out good. He's a, he's a great kid, you know, but he wouldn't be a great kid if he's not disciplined. And you will not be a great child of God unless you live and embrace the discipline of Christ. This is not, you know, all right, so here's what happened. So one of the signature chapters in the scripture is John chapter 3. Okay, if you, you know, it, it is, I mean, there, there's so much in that Jesus is approached by night by one of the religious leaders of Israel and he says, hey, we know, uh, Rabbi, that you've, you've come from God for, you know, all the miracles you're doing and Jesus just absolutely opens the door and shows him some spiritual truths and ta talks about being born again except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. That is absolute truth. Do you realize we're living in a day when people just think they can just kind of, I don't know what, trip into heaven? I'm telling you, you're not going there. God love you. But you're not going there unless you purpose to go there. Unless you make a conscious decision. 
It's, it's like we want to think everybody morphs into heaven. Oh, you know, you're, you're talking about loved ones that have gone on, and, and all, well, they're all there, they're all there. I don't, I don't want anybody not to be there. I want them all to be there. But I'm going to tell you what, either what Jesus said is true, or he's the biggest hoax this world has ever known. And he said, except a man be born again. You can't see it. Without, without faith, it's impossible. Believing in, in Christ is absolutely essential. And I, I'm looking at a, 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 a building of believers. True or not true? But I'm telling you this, and this is where Grandpa gets harsh. Okay, doesn't mean I love you any less. You can believe and not have a relationship with him. Is that true or not true? I believe George Washington existed. I have no idea the nature of the man, except for things that are written. I believe in, in all kinds of historical figures that have come and gone. It's a reality. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he existed. I believe that he died for my sins and he rose from the dead. I believe that. But that in and of itself, what believing that should do is bring you into a relationship with him. See, I can't have a relationship with Washington or General Grant, even though he really lived real close. You know, I, I can't have a relationship with people that have gone on, but I can have a, a relationship that's vibrant and alive with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that happens because you start down a road of faith, believing. I'm not criticizing you if you're at that place where I believe. Okay, well, I'm want, what I'm encouraging you, there's some people that believe that Jesus died, and they go out and they live their own lives so selfish and self-driven. And I'm telling you, you're a mess. And you need to repent. This is Grandpa talking. Well, you don't tell me what to do. No, I don't. You don't have to listen to a word I say, but I got to say it. I have, a I have a responsibility. And, and the reality of it is, this idea of, 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 of Christianity, be, Christianity just being something that, man, I just want to punch my ticket to heaven, and when I get there, I, I got it. To believe in Christ demands of me, for me. It demands of me to, for my life to be lived, not selfishly. My God, there's people that come in here and they just, it's like, dude, what are you doing? You don't get it? Am I not preaching it? The default setting of our lives. I'm going to tell you, if you're a scoundrel and you come in here, you're going to be loved. Why? Because that's like gravity. That's just, that's the default setting of our life. If you are an absolute bum, you know what we believe in? Redemption. We believe in God's grace. That well, how, Why? I don't know. How does that work? It's worked in my life. I was that bum. I was that one in need of a Savior. And somebody told me that, that, he, that he would love me even in my sin. And I found it to be true. 
But it, it didn't cause me, it didn't make me want to, as I come in relationship with it, it didn't make me want to stay a scoundrel. It made it me, it made me want to change my behavior. Thank God my grandson wanted to change his behavior. Because he was not going to get a ride on the four-wheeler again. The tractor was off limits. The back of the truck, no. Unless you're going to go and say you're sorry and make it right and then change your behavior. See, all of those things are open when the relationship's there. But when there is selfishness, I'm going to tell you what, there's things in the kingdom that you're unable to access. Not because he doesn't love you. Am I making, are you listening today? Am I making a little bit of sense? Hang on, I'm just starting. Because I'm telling you, there is so much at stake here. For you doing more than, you know, believing without action is, is it's just not true. It's not real. If you believe something, it's going to cause you to move. It's going to cause you to, to act on it. If you really believe it. All right, so here's, here's what it says. John chapter uh, 3, verse 14. But let me tell you before I read that. Son of a gun. Look what time it is. I don't. Here's the deal. So Jesus in John chapter 3, read it. It's the gospel. He's, he's talking to Nicodemus. He reveals some spiritual things. And Nicodemus just totally twists it and makes it natural and carnal. He said, you got to be born. Jesus said, you got to be born again. And Nicodemus said, what? I'm going to enter the second time in my mother's womb? Jesus is like, duh. That's kind of ignorant. And, and, and Jesus says to them, he says, he says, you're a leader in Israel, and you don't understand these things? He said, what happens if I tell you other things? You're not going to hear it. I want you to hear Okay, see, we twist God's truth into whatever it is that, that fits into our life and, 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 and makes, you know, we have, come on, you're not, I'm not the only one that does that. But I'm here to tell you what, God has a purpose and a will and a plan that far exceeds your short time here on this earth and to me, this is nothing but a training ground for what's next in our lives. If you believe, listen to this. All right, and, and apply it spiritually. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. I'm going to talk about Moses in a minute. For God loved the world in this way, that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. We, we get this warm and fuzzy, like, man, everybody who believes in him is not going to perish, but have eternal life. Well, let me tell you the flip side. Everyone that doesn't believe in him is going to perish. Is that harsh? Is it true? It's true. I'm sorry. 
I'd love to pat you on the back and tell you how great things are and eat cotton candy every day. But there's people that do not believe that they have to make a choice. They have no concept or they have such a shallow, they have this uh, intellectual belief in Christ, but not a belief that brings relationship, that produces that life. And I am afraid for some who claim they believe. And this is not for me to judge. Thank God for that. I don't have, I don't have to judge any of it. I get to love you, but I do have to preach it. All right? Say, okay, preach it, Pastor. Okay, good. Good. Thank you for permission. But the idea of perishing, there is an idea out there that nobody's going to perish. Well, he said, he said it's, somebody's going to perish. In fact, it's going to be wide uh, and broad the way to destruction and there's going to be many that go there. And it's narrow and straight. The way to everlasting life. And it says few that be there that find it. And my fear, my, my fear here is, I can't, I'm not judging the world. And God, thank the Lord, it's his business and not mine. You know, did they make it? Did they make it? I, you know what? That's God's business. But I have a responsibility to preach the gospel. That's, that's the business and to make sure that it is clear so that you get to make an informed choice to say, that guy's a nut and I'm never coming back. Or maybe there's truth there. Okay, because we all have to make those choices, right? So I, I will confess, I am a nut. But what I'm speaking is true. And for you to have that security and stability, it's like just, it, there, it's, it's, I, I don't understand how people navigate life without having that truth that just is the constant in their life. I don't have to worry about tomorrow or next week or, or 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Well, I, I know health, whatever. We're going get, to get older and, and all kinds of stuff will come and go, whatever. But I'm here to tell you, I know I have eternal life. Not because of a historical event that happened, but because of a relationship that I have with them right now. This alive. It real and I'm are you bragging? I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you it exists. And I'm looking at people that have that also. And I'm looking at some that you may not have it, but I'm here to tell you the joy of it is you can have it. So he says this, he says, uh uh. For God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is, is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. I'm here to tell you it again. Either this is a hoax or it's true. I am embracing truth that it's true. I found it to be true. There's not, it's not spokes in a wheel that there's so many different ways to heaven. There is one way, and his name is Jesus. And, the, and, and believing in him puts you in a pursuit of him where you learn about him. This is not a history class. It can't be. 
But it is a place where you get to know him. All right, and I'm going to wrap this up. Numbers 21, 4 through 9, it says, Then he, was, uh, he sent out, and this is where Jesus says, As Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. He said, Then they set out from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom. And the, and the people became impatient with, uh, because of the journey. They spoke against God and Moses. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water. We detest this wretched food. Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among them. And they bit them so that many of the Israelites died. And the people, when they, when they came to Moses, said, We've sinned uh, by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord that he'll take the snakes away from us. Moses interceded. For the people, the Lord said to Moses, make a snake image, mount it on a pole. When anyone who is bitten looks at it, he'll recover. Make a snake image, mount it on a pole. They're in the camp. They're complaining. God's taking care of him. Them. God is just, you know, maybe not exactly the way they want. Right? Some of you here today, I'm here to tell you God takes care of you. Right? And some of you are complaining. And what happens when you complain? You get bit by snakes. When you, when you find yourself, oh, this ain't right and that ain't right, and you, and, and you get in that place, I'm telling you that th there is a spiritual forces that are out here that will come alongside your complaining. Your lack of faith, your, your unbelief in situations. And I'm telling you what, how many of you have been snake bit? On several occasions. And, and, and I, it doesn't matter how long you've believed or even have a relationship. There's times that you get uh, kind of outside of where you should, should be. I'm telling you, there are spiritual forces at work that want to just attach themselves to you. And they do. And we're going to talk more about that in the weeks to come because God wants you to be free. And it's easy for you to be free. Just as uh, 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 Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, put, it, put this bronze snake on a pole, put it in the middle of the camp, somebody get bit, they sick as a dog, they crawl out their tent, they look at the thing and be healed. Well, that's pretty simple. Why not just get rid of the snakes? Why not just get rid of sin? I don't know. I think because God's given you a choice. And just as that snake was lifted up in the wilderness by Moses, Jesus has been lifted up. He's been crucified. His blood was shed. It's not an event that happened years ago. It's my freedom and liberty today. When I get sideways... I want to say whacker jot. I don't even know what that means anymore. But when I get that way and, and I get out of sorts, I can find my way to him and, and in knowledge and, and in, in relationship and look toward him and be healed instantly. Those of you that are here that are filled with sin, maybe driven by devils, one experiential touch. Not just, I believe. Okay, great. The devil believes. Is it doing him any good? 
This is just grandpa talking. But I'm telling you what, when you believe to the point that you're going to look at him, you're going to find a way to crawl out of your mess that you're in and look toward Jesus. I'm here to tell you, healing is instantaneous. All right, I don't have time to finish this, but one more thing. You see, well, let me just read it. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 says, But everything that was gained to me I considered to be lost because of Christ. This is Paul. One of the great, I say great, he was a man, but God called him. What a blessing he is to our lives because of his life. But he said, everything that was gained to me. He was a religious leader. He was a zealot. He would thought he was doing God a good favor, a big favor, and then found out he was on the wrong side of the tracks. He was playing for the other team. He didn't even know it. Until the Lord gets a hold of his heart. Because you can follow religious ideas and not know Jesus. But I'm going to tell you what. Jesus will... Turn your life upside down for the good. And you don't have to know very much. You don't. say, oh, i got to know all this stuff. You don't have to know all that stuff. You just need to know him. It's just one short step. That's just one uh, uh, open heart. We make it so difficult. So he says, he said, I've considered... uh, to be lost because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Not just believing. See, you can believe without knowing. But I'm telling you what, what your belief is supposed to do for you is to bring you into a position or a place to know him. And that, uh, that's why, that's why we have the, the extended worship today. So I, don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like your first date, maybe. What do I do? Don't say anything stupid. <laughs> no, he really don't care. Because he knows what you're thinking before you say it. You don't have to be all like... <gasps> Just, man, just the honesty and knowing him is just pouring your heart out. If you're a mess, say, God, I'm a mess. If you're filled with fear, say, Lord, I'm filled with fear. And, 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 and that guy up there told me you could help me. And watch what he does. I am telling you what, I'll put my reputation out there on that one. Because that's what he does. He will come alongside you. And, and it's more than words in a book. It's, it's, it's that, just that spirit, see, you were ruled by, gravity rules us in different laws in our natural world, but we're ruled by our five senses, taste, touch, smell, hearing, not so good, seeing, but the idea, we're ruled by that, but Jesus comes along and he speaks into your spirit, an entirely different place, you know, man. You never realize how much your spiritual man dominates your life until you have it healed. Stand with me. 
Let me finish this. He says, he says because, I have, uh, because of him I've suffered the loss of all things and consider them filth so that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own from the law but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. My goal. Everybody say my goal. My goal, this is Paul speaking, one of the greatest apostles, wrote 15 books in the New Testament. Like, whoa, you had it together. And he said, my goal is to know him. That's my goal. Preacher, what's your goal? My goal is to know him. What do you want to do? You want to, you know, you want to build the biggest church in Saratoga County? Yeah. Don't care. What do you want to do? I want to know him. Why? Because this life is temporary. And what's next is eternal. And eternal life to me is way better than a really great life here. And my goal is this. I want to know him. So when we gather together, even here, and please don't think anybody's looking at you. If you have to leave, bless you, man. Come on back. If you're in a place where your faith is, uh, I don't know where I'm at. Come on, come come alongside once in a while. We'll 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 you know we'll drench you again with the word. Give it to you in buckets. But if you can stay for ten minutes, and that's the capacity of your relationship, don't be don't feel like you got to sneak out. Come on, we love you. That's our default setting. But I tell you what. What brings relationship is time spent. And so we gather together. What Do we need more prayer? Always. What is it? Just communicating. And, and, and sometimes it's just, you know, if you've never just sat in his presence, there are times, get this, he talks to you. What a shocker. It's not you just talking to him. But I'll tell you what opens the door for him talking to you is you being honest. <clears throat> you not being proud. You not belittling what we're doing. Let me say this before we start the music. If I'm talking to him, it's rude if you're distracting me. Unless you have, if you want prayer, come up and distract me. But if you want to talk about the ball game, don't do that here. Not here. Do it out there. Fellowship, there's coffee out there. We love you. Do it, do it, do it. But in here was we're praying. That's just, we're trying to create an atmosphere so that somebody that believes could come into a place of knowing him. Right? It's kind of like silence your cell phones in the movie theater. You do that, don't you? And so when you're here, if you're gonna if you're gonna fellowship, and I, the one thing I miss about our when we do this is the fellowship. I do miss that, but we do that every other week. We got three or four weeks in the month that we do that. This is a time that we specifically set aside for one purpose, not to be more spiritual than you. But I want I my goal is to know Him. I want that to be your goal. I don't want you to just come here week after week and hear about him. I want you to, if you know him, holy smokes.
what happens in our lives just by knowing. So, Father, today I speak your grace and your goodness upon those that have heard, those that have ears to hear. Lord Jesus, open, open their understanding this morning to the love of God, to the grace of God, to, the, to the, uh, just the amazing relationship that we can have with you. Uh, speak your goodness and your grace today. In Jesus' name, as we pray and we just worship, if you have any need at all, you want to be prayed for, needs of healing, come on up. If you got to go, God bless you. But we're going to worship together in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.